Hello, everyone. I'm Colin Tester of Wrestling.com, and I'm joined by Robert E. Fleece on this Saturday morning to talk about Friday Night SmackDown. Robert, how are you doing today? Doing great, Colin. SmackDown had the main event of Hell in a Cell. We didn't get a chance to talk about this because they sprung it on us on Thursday night. SmackDown had the main event of Hell in a Cell, and it was great. It was a great Hell in a Cell match, maybe the best since uh, the Red Cage debuted. That abomination. I do, do want to like just a little, very small thing. Robert, shouldn't SmackDown have a blue cage? You know, just just for branding. I it'd be really cool if they did, but I don't think that they had the time to just spray paint the cage, and I, I don't think they had it. It goes to show, I guess, just the nature of the beast. Of well, first of all, they shouldn't have a red cage. If we're telling the truth here, <laughs> they shouldn't have a red cage. What they should do is go back to having a, you know, steel cage, which is looks, you know, silver and chrome and looks like steel. Right. And not, you know, one of those milk crates that's just massive. It reminds me when I was a kid, I played with wrestling action figures, and I thought it'd be fun one. I got the Hell in the Hell in a Cell playset, and I thought it'd be fun one year. I was like ten. I was like, I'm gonna spray paint it green for no reason, just because I thought it'd look cool. And ever since they debuted the Red Cage, it kind of just reminds me of that. Where it's like, cool, sure, because yeah, it'd be one thing if it was just the Raw, like if it was just a Raw show, if it was red. But for me, that's always seemed a little weird. But especially last night, it was on SmackDown, a show that's all blue all the time. And they had a red cage. It just seemed a little weird to me. Um, a, very, a very small thing. Did not did not affect my enjoyment of the match. Did not affect my thoughts on the show. I am but curious because that came out of nowhere. It was like two, three years ago now. Like who decided, you know what? It needs to be red. I, I feel I feel like the past couple years they've really leaned into like the hell in the cell where like not that they didn't before, but now with all the the you know the the match graphics where like they have like the fire in the eyes like it's, it seems like a little like demonic and like you know i feel like they're kind of going for that not that it really works but i feel like somewhere along the way someone in the in the whoever is in that meeting probably thought red might look at or hey maybe oh. it's vince McMahon himself who even knows but regardless the cage was red, and that's fine. We're here to talk about it. Before we do, just want, want to remind you all of this show, like everything we do here at WrestleZone, is available on any number of streaming platforms, whether it's SoundCloud, Spotify, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, whatever. Maybe we've got you covered. So leave a like and subscribe. So we're talking about the cell anyway, but we might as well. I mean, I guess we could talk about the, the start of the show, because that's when the cell came down, and then break into the main event later on. So we had Rey Mysterio come out, and he was talking about how he wanted, he couldn't wait anymore, and he wanted to have this have the Hell in a Cell match right now. At the very least, I'm glad they acknowledged that Ray tweeted about this, Roman accepted, and they moved up the match officially anyway. But Ray still said, oh, I want Roman to accept the challenge to my face. This is fine. It set up the main event. I'm, I, I saw some people had an issue with the fact that they had the cell lower, and then they still made us wait till later. But this is nice. It was Ray saying, you know, he'll never forget the way Dominic suffered last week when he got yeeted out of the ring. And then Roman said, you, you got one last chance. You know, like, we don't have to do this. And Ray, Ray said, no, like, I want, I want this. And Roman said, told, looked to Paul Heyman. He said, try to try your way. Now I'm trying my way. I thought this was perhaps a little unnecessary, but like for it. what it was, it was fine. I liked, I liked it. it. Because it sets the stage that Roman Reigns is a different type of villain. He does, you know, he, he really is that mob boss. I don't want to do this to you. Please 
walk away now. And then to look at Paul, who has a pre-existing relationship with Rey Mysterio, dating back to 95 when he started booking him. You know, I tried it your way. Can't save him. Now I'm going to beat the crap out of him. You know, like, that's cool. I think something that needs to be addressed is Rey Mysterio's words out of his own mouth were, we don't know when Dominic is going to be in the ring again. Okay. So uh, give me those tag titles and vacate them because Dominic can't just sit on the shelf, which, of course, I'm sure he won't be out that long. But you never know. I mean, if there ever was a way to get written off, getting powerbombed out of the ring by Roman Reigns is a pretty good way to go. And that was one thing that kind of did seem to go under the radar was that Ray said Dominic will be, or at least implied, he'll be out for a while. Um, and I could I'd like see... it if he came back with a mask. I I think they messed up Dominic by having him just sort of debut. Oh, he's just Dominic Mysterio. Like it's kind of unassuming. He looks very you know, they keep calling him a baby, they keep calling baby him a Sam. child. Like yep. he looks a little unassuming. I'd like the mask, I'd like the Prince Mysterio name on I Dominic. At the same time, I like Ray's, he said in interviews before, Dominic's got to earn the mask. There is some meaning to that. And so if you were to come back with a mask just because he, what, he got beat up by Roman Reigns? I think Reigns? he's earned the mask. I mean, he survived getting yeeted. You survived getting yeeted. That's a, the mask has been earned, pal. I respect that. All right. I mean, if he, I think, I want to see him have the mask. Like, that's, that I do agree. I just don't know if having him come back with it as a, you know, a, a trophy for survival is the, the best way to go for me. I don't know. I, I want to see them, uh, there be someone meeting to it. And I don't, I don't know. I won't know if, I don't know how else to do it at this point, but it is definitely worth thinking about, right? Do that, you know, the, at some point you probably will get the mask. And I do like the idea of them having to write the, the Prince Mysterio name, but I don't know, that feel a little anticlimactic to me where, because Ray has made it a, a big deal about earning it and, I, I totally understand what you're saying. There, there's some truth to that. But I mean, it, he did leave it open ended in terms of Dominic being out. So that is not one thing to look for in the, like, at least for next week. Will Dominic be there next week? Beyond that, and then if not that, then you know, then which one me. of the, the other three SmackDown teams will earn the right to be champion? Well, we definitely got more development with, and at least two more of those teams. We talk about that a little bit later on. But while we're on the subject, we may as well keep on going with the Roman Reigns stuff. So let's break down this main event: Hell in a Cell match on Friday Night SmackDown. History making. I think I saw this was the first uh, Hell in a Cell match on a TV show, not a pay per view, since 1998, I believe. So that's you want to you want to talk history real quick. First Hell in a Cell match on SmackDown ever in the 24 year history of Hell in a Cell. First. Helen Cell on network television. First championship match inside the cell on television. And first Helen Cell on TV since Mankind and Kane in 1998. So, I mean, uh, go ahead, Colin. What year were you born? 1997. I was just going to say, pretty All just right. About there my, you my go. So, basically, point. your entire life, it hasn't happened. So, that's cool. I'm a big fan of this. I'm not a big fan of announcing it 24 hours beforehand and changing around an entire pay-per-view card, but I'm a big fan of give people a reason to tune into your television show. And I'll go a step further. 
I think Ray should have won for the sheer fact of make people wish they tuned into your TV show. I think Ray winning would have been a, a, not a bad move. But Roman Reigns and Rey Mysterio had one of the best Hell in a Cell matches I've seen in years. It was and very look, good. Hell in a Cell matches have devolved, I'll use this word, just my opinion, devolved from these blood feud enders to these matches with some historical context and spots. Rey Mysterio was a logical, smart baby face against a dominant champion who at the end of the day was just too dominant to be stopped. But Rey Mysterio put up the best fight I've seen Roman Reigns in since maybe like the first one with Owens. I thought the Owens stuff say, yeah. got a little cheeky with the low blow and I, I didn't like that. But Reigns was really dominant here. Ray was really good. Thumbs up all the way around. I give this match like a, if we're rigging it on the star scale, I'd give it at least four. I like this a lot. And I, I saw some people knocking it. I'm like, for a TV main event for Hell in a Cell match, like I could not have hoped for really much more, especially the fact that Ray dominated the first couple minutes here. Uh, he brought the fight right to Roman. And like you were just saying, Robert, you know, you just, you know, pitch the idea of Ray winning. They made you think like, at least, uh, at least on some level, like could happen. Again, it's all about suspending that disbelief. So seeing Ray really you know, beat Roman up more than we'd seen in quite some time definitely uh, helped in that regard. We saw Ray use a fire extinguisher, a chair, a toolbox. Roman, uh, you always hear the saying he had his working boots on. Roman, like what he he did a spear. Ray moved, so he took that spear himself through a table into the cell wall. Uh, you know, a bunch of spots like that. So. For a television main event, I like this a lot. Great story here. And then, like you just said, Roman was too dominant. Like, Ray couldn't stop him. And there's definitely, I just like that story there. Uh, in the end, Roman, you know, he did a, he did a, mo a modified version of that power bomb we saw last week on Dominic into the cell wall. That was a cool spot. And then, as you just said, Roman, just too strong. Choked out Ray with a modified version of the guillotine in the end. Um, so I, I liked it a lot. I will say, like you had mentioned, if they were going to go this way, well, having this historic Kalasai match in the main event on SmackDown, I would have wished for, you know, maybe they could have done that last week. Last week, the show on the closing angle could have had Ray say, okay, I want you in Hell in a Cell next week. So then he bullet up for a week like that rather than literally it was on a Thursday. They announced it on social media. It's like you definitely lose a lot of that that shine they could have gotten there. So, so I, I'm also a big proponent in let's not do these pay-per-views anymore. Let's not do Hell in a Cell because let's not just say, oh, Bailey and uh, Bianca, that's a Hell in a Cell match now. Like, look, if you're going to do Hell in a Cell matches, do it like this. Hey, look, Ray challenged because he was pissed. Roman accepted. They had the match on TV. Great. That could have been on pay-per-view, but I think there's an argument to be made that TV is now more important than pay-per-view because they get paid so much money for television. And I... Big fan of this, but they need to change their pay-per-view structure. I, I would be a big proponent of changing the way we do pay-per-views. I agree. I, I think that they would there would definitely be some benefit to at least for these traditional pay-per-views spacing them out, even if it's like every other month. One a month is, you know, 
it's it's been fine but obviously do it has become pretty diluted in that sense but obviously you know it was as recently as 2019 you had sometimes like two pay-per-views a month and that was just crazy so like at least one is one a month is a little more you know doable in terms of the viewing experience but it does you know you lose some of that you know importance for these pay-per-views but um We'll, we'll, we'll obviously talk about Bianca Blair and Bailey being in Hell in a Cell, but just to wrap up here, Roman won, choked Ray out, but then the big post-match story, Jimmy Uso comes to the ring and acknowledges the head of the table, Roman Reigns, as the champion. We saw earlier in the show, Jimmy, they were talking about Jay being absent, Jay wasn't there, Roman said, hey, I, I need your brother, but then the end, Jimmy comes out, Jimmy raises Roman's hand, the tribe stands tall, united, united front, Although, you know, Roman had to kind of manipulate the situation to get it to be that way, we do have both Usos, Jimmy and Jay, they've fallen in line by Roman's side. Robert, what do you think of that? I think that this is great. I think they cut it short a little bit, but it's good to see the family together because I didn't really understand where they were fighting to begin with. So I'm all for it. Uh, and Roman needs heaters because John Cena's got to beat up somebody on the way it's to SummerSlam. It's true, you know. And now, yeah, now like, he's got two people to beat up. So there's that. Um, we can talk about that a little later on after the show, just for thoughts going forward. But we just mentioned it: Bailey and Bianca Blair will now be fought inside a Hell in a Cell, just like you said, Robert. I got Why? a big problem with this. Why? <laughs> Bianca comes out two weeks ago. And says, ooh, I got a challenge. Fight me in a match. Okay, there wasn't much of a challenge there. Comes out two weeks later to go, in hell in a cell. Now it's a challenge. Like, what, what is this? What are we doing? We got another feud on this show that has seen a guy get sent to the hospital twice. Why isn't that hell in a cell? We got Sammy and Kevin, which was reported that... Was in the running for Hell in a Cell match, and they just bait and switched. Fightful Select, go subscribe. You know, like, wh- why are we doing Bianca and Bailey? And I have a theory. My theory is they woke up and were like, "Oops, we forgot to put the girls inside the cage. Don't want to face backlash for that, or WrestleMania backlash for that matter." <laughs> and you know. We're just like, okay, we can do Charlotte and Rhea. They have had a feud. But then SmackDown doesn't get a cage match. All right, Bianca and Bailey, it is. This feud doesn't need it. It's revolved around laughter. laughter. That being said, because these modern cell matches are more based around spots, I think they can have a fantastic cell match for modern standards. It won't, in my opinion, probably won't touch... Uh, Sasha and Bailey last year because that was a match that actually belonged in the cage. But Bianca's gonna get her hair tied up in the cage, and that's gonna be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to that. And then Bailey takes out a kendo stick and just goes to town while Bianca's hair's tied up, among other spots, I'm sure, with a bunch of tables. And Bianca gorilla press slamming Bailey through a table by launching her out of the ring as though she was Roman Reigns. And it's It'll be a good match. They're two fantastic workers. Two of the best SmackDown has. Two of the only SmackDown has. That's a different story. You know, fantastic stuff. Just doesn't need the sell. And this, to me, goes back to 
well, what is the legacy of Hell in a Cell? How do we book things? Because honestly, taking myself out of the equation, there are people that love this stuff. Well, they're doing the match. That's all that matters. Sure, whatever floats your boat. For me, I like a little bit more story. Oh, that's just me. 100%. Like, yeah, the, we, this, the, we talked about it before, and, and last week, week before, this feud is, is about laughter, and that is not the the motive that for me that I want to see for a Hell in a Cell match like this. You want those blood feuds, those bitter rivalries that you just mentioned. Cesaro and Seth Rollins arguably reached that point. You know, Cesaro got sent to the hospital twice. It's very, like, heated animosity there, whereas this, they've tried blowing it up. They've talked about how it's, you know, you know, disrespect and and be, be, uh, bianca was talking last night about how bailey like triggered her her insecurities about being bullied and like i, I can get behind that but I, for... I i can't quite frankly it feels childish it feels like john cena 10 years ago when he was all like when, when suddenly you woke up one day and wwe went from being like yeah make it get your ass to going oh baloney fudge and mustard like what i, I don't care that you've been bullied and like you beat the bully already. That what are you is doing? Problem, right? You right. beat the bully. You beat her twice. You beat her in December. Bro, like, what are you doing? What is this? Dude, come on. Like, put Sammy and Kevin in the cell. Put Rollins and Cesaro in the cell. This match doesn't need to be in the cage. Again, that being said, they will tear it down. They will have great cage matches because... These women are two of the best in the world. Not taking that away from them. It's just this ain't the feud. Right. Right. There's no doubt they'll have a great match. That that is definitely we know that, right? There it's gonna be a great match. But again, that you guys we've been saying it, that's the problem. It's it's the the motive for this feud this time. And yeah, even structurally, the bully's already been beaten twice back in December and at WrestleMania Backlash. Like there's no and again, Bailey hasn't won a match since then. So there's that as well. Like all together, this feud is not you know, not it's stupid. Like, let's call it a spade. This is stupid. Like, they're, they're doing, I believe, and I can't confirm this, but just because of like chamber backlash, I believe that they decided if we're not going to do Roman and Ray, let's do the women so that we can say the women are in the cage again. Yeah, probably. You know, they, I would, I, that feels like the, the thought process. And like you said, over on, you can't, you wouldn't think they would do both raw title matches in the cell and then not have SmackDown have one like that. That's just not the way, the way they do it usually. So I, I can definitely, I'll, that's my prediction as well. I think that's probably the thought process. want to shout out this comment from Isaiah Walker saying every match should be Hell in a Cell because that's the name of the show. I mean, oh TNA had the lockdown God. back in the day. So, you know, and that's just that your mileage will vary. If you want so, every match to be Hell in a Cell, that's fine. But like for me, you, I want them to be special. The thing that was cool about lockdown is that you didn't see anything like that. So it was just sure. And they kind of had the six sides of steel, I think made it different too. Cause it almost felt like oh, kind of looks like UFC in a way. Cause hexagon, we saw a UFC uh, MMA fight in a hexagon last night. It was terrible. That's, that's a different show. I don't have to talk about that. And uh, you know, I think, the Hell in a Cell every match, you can't do that. Like that's that's egregious. That'd be that's... too much, way too much, you know. Because again, the Hell in a Cell has been built up, at least on paper, as this very prestigious uh 
you know, legendary. They'll show you the clip every year fully get tossed off as if we're ever going to see anything that legitimate again. And uh, granted, Foley getting tossed off was too legitimate, and we shouldn't see that ever again. Right. But there, there's ways to do it and also not come across as, you know, playful. And, like, the thing that sucks is the matches still hurt. Oh, yeah. But because you don't see the blood, because you don't see, you know, these wild spots and these wild bumps it feels less than when in actuality these people are still getting hurt. Oh yeah. Yeah. There's no doubt about that, but there, yeah, I have always, I've noticed that as well. Like, especially past couple of years uh, for sure. You know, that there's no blood you mo- uh, usually, at least in, in, you know, intentionally. So no blood, no, nothing far leaps and away from what we saw years and years ago. So now, yeah, you know, the, the, the spots look the painful and obviously it hurts, but it doesn't come across as much. So, you know, they do feel, Softer, I guess, in that sense. One shot that's coming from Finish Nando wondering, would we rather get hit with a kendo stick shot from Bailey or take the hair whip from Bianca Belair? Because Bianca obviously has used her hair as a weapon. Uh, I'm gonna go out on a limb here and say the hair whip because uh, splinters, bro. Like, no, I don't want to get any splinters at any part of the body, any wicked shots of the kendo stick which do hurt so it's not like oh it's whatever no they do hurt yeah so i'm gonna i'm gonna say uh taking the hair whip what about you no i agree they're, they're both gonna hurt very very much but at least with the hair it's one and done better than getting splinters like that and splinters are not fun so uh if i had to choose i wouldn't prefer either but if you're making me choose i, I would probably choose bianca now are you uh, are you are you a ribs guy or are you a back guy what are you what are you taking I'll probably go back. Right? I like, think back is a little more meaty. Yeah. A little, a little more meat on the bone there. So, you know, I, I guess that's, again, I, I wouldn't prefer either, but if you're making me choose, yeah, you know, I guess that would, that's how I would how I would take it. Uh, Eddie Zahari with a wise comment here, maybe in a more just a general takeaway, the buildup for the paper, sorry, the pay-per-view will always deliver more than the buildup, right? The matches and the way that the things kind of culminate and get executed on the show itself have tended to really be uh, far and away superior to the buildup. I think this has really been the trend at the very least, I'll say for the duration of the pandemic era, as far as I can recall, pretty much, pretty much every show that we've the buildup pretty lackluster. And then pretty much every single time we're sitting here, if not right after the show, call it the next show, the next uh, podcast after that saying, Oh, you know, the, the, this, this show was so much better than it should have been. And I, I thought that way about backlash. I thought that way about, Fast lane, pretty much every show that I can remember uh, for the past year plus, at least. Uh, yeah, I would definitely. It's one of the reasons why, for me, they it's like an inverse attitude era. So the attitude era was all about TV, and TV was great, and the pay per view is kind of meh, but it didn't matter because the TV was so strong. Now, it's the pay per views are strong. And the TV is meh. And the argument, which is a bad one, and we shouldn't allow it to happen, is, well, you're getting everything for $9.99. So, you know, it's actually not that bad. Fair enough. I still think quality over quantity, quality over any lame excuse you want to give, you know, there it is. 
I will say I'm a WWE. I'm if if I had to choose, I am a WWE fan compared to AW. I'm not like a loyalist, or I'm not trying to like to yeah. start that. But I will say, ever since AW came around, they space the pay per views out. They are special. They quality over quantity, where it's every couple of months they really build them up. They really make them special. We saw it with Double or Nothing. I would say it, it was also true for Revolution earlier this year. And just generally, that is true. And then as we talked about a couple minutes ago, when you have one show every month, they really cease to mean as much. And granted, I feel like the Royal Rumble, WrestleMania, obviously, SummerSlam, the big ones still carry meaning. But a show like this one on paper, Hell in a Cell, and I guess that's also true just of the other gimmicky ones, TLC, etc. They don't mean as much, both because the that's true uh for Helena Cell specifically the the gimmick match itself has suffered and also just you know when, when you have have a pay-per-view every month they don't mean much because they and there's obviously the, the constant narrative that they feel like elevate episodes of Raw and Smackdown because it's just it's more the same in a lot of ways so no I, I do think that there's a lot of truth to that and to me that's I can't help but think that where it's like just get it every single month rather than AW, and I'll say that's not just AW, other companies as well. They space out the pay per views so they feel like a bigger deal. And ironically, WWE did that back, way back in the day. And then, then as their business grew, the model changed. And now here we are. And that's the way they do things. But I do think it is a valid criticism. And unfortunately, I don't think they're going to change that. Now, granted, like you and I were young enough that they've been doing pay per views since we've been alive, practically. Correct. And well, for you, it is true. For me, a couple of years <laughs> later, um, you know, I've been a fan of them my whole life. Like, they're just not that good now. And you can see the the tide has changed to where it's like you're not giving a good enough reason to continue doing these. I agree. Uh, not sure curious to the thoughts in the comments saying, like, having, I think she means having a show every month. You don't really have time to build up a story. And I mean, that's one thing we saw with, with the Stray Mysterio story. That if it had, even, I mean, we saw the match last night, but if it had been on Sunday, that, well, that was still, call it like a three week program. And that's not a lot of time to really build up a match, especially if we're saying we want these blood feuds for Hell in a Cell. That is not a lot of time. But then at the same time, a lot of these feuds, ironically, have been going on for a while. So the, in theory, there's that investment and there's that story there. But you know, a few to me, we were just saying maybe a few like Bailey, Bianca Blair, not so much, even though it's been going on. It ha it's not the again, those structural problems kind of limit it. So I do like this comment from Isaiah Walker saying they have enough feuds here that all the matches um, can on the storylines, except for Bianca and Bailey. I mean, I would want to see the end. I, I want to see all these feuds end on Sunday, right? Pretty much both sides of the card uh, for Raw and SmackDown. All these feuds have been going on for a while. Cesaro and Seth Rollins we can talk about. Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Both of those feuds have been going since WrestleMania, or before WrestleMania. And they So what was your thought when you saw the report that they were going to do Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens, Hell and Cell? At least for that, you know that it's... I mean, I, I, okay, if we're talking... Either, either way, if we got that in Hell in a Cell, or if this wasn't the report, but if we did get Cesaro versus Seth Rollins, Hell in a Cell, which is what I thought we would get, either way, uh, you know... You know, it would be a great, great match. And at least Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn would really make make it worthwhile because they have that natural chemistry. They know each other so well. They've got, even if the storyline we're seeing has been great, all that history behind what we're seeing now, it, it, it's different. And Cesar and Seth Rollins, at least they're like, 
very similar, very, very, and not to say that, you know, Bianca, Bianca and Bailey will have a great match, but South of Thrones, to me, those are two phenomenal, you know, top-notch, like, world-class wrestlers, and you've got the really heated story. Cesaro's been sent to the hospital twice, and there, it just, it feels more, I don't want to say deserving of Hell in a Cell, but it, it is a more heated rivalry, and, I mean, for me, last night, we had Cesaro, well, we saw Cesaro return last week during Ding, Ding Dong Hello, get an interview this week, and for me, I've said it before. I'm not the biggest fan of Seth Rollins, but last night he cut one of the better promo or the one of my favorite promos of his I've seen in quite some time. He showed up during Cesaro's interview and he very coldly said, "You disgust me, and everything about you is a disgrace." And I'm gonna like I'm gonna prove that. I'm gonna show everyone that on Sunday. You you don't deserve what you've gotten. I thought that was great. A great promo from Seth Rollins, and really again adding even more you know bitter heat to this feud. So then to me, I almost like. I've, we've been saying for weeks now, and now that we're, we're probably not going to get that in Hell in a Cell, it's like, man, I, I think that deserved it. And then if, especially, I guess I would expect Cesaro to win, but I think, Robbie, you said before you wouldn't really expect Rollins to lose again. Um, I don't know. Yeah, like, now I don't know, because I, maybe you drag it out a little bit. Maybe you don't. I don't know what the game plan is. And I'm fine with that, by the way very much fine with that i just think i want burning down rollins back i'll I'll put that out right now i want burning down rollins back rollins is fun here but he very much feels like he's playing a character i want something that feels more natural back and it's not this he is an entertaining heel like he's one of the best in the show so there's something to be said there but i think Cesaro beats him up. Rollins goes away, comes back, babyface. I know I don't think that'll happen because SummerSlam. I do think this is what I'll say. I think it's Edge Rollins Agreed. at SummerSlam, unless they do my thing, which they should do, of giving Edge the briefcase. And I'm all for that. Uh, we talked about that before, and it was something I hadn't really thought of, but obviously that natural history of Edge Money in the Bank, I like the idea, and that's a pretty natural way to give him a title match, presumably, well, I don't know, Maybe we could talk about it, but the rumor of them doing Roman and Cena at WrestleMania, you know. Well, let's, I'll, I'll take you down uh, fantasy booking lane real quick here. Edge wins the briefcase, John Cena wins the belt, Edge cashes in on John Cena, now... I will cry, jump for joy, all the things that you can feel if that happens in Las Vegas at SummerSlam. I, you know, like that's a feud that I don't think gets its flowers. It'd be cool to see them do it one more time. It would. At the same time, I, I you know, the, there's this. At the same time, you know, there's a whole roster of people who are working their asses off. So, you know, maybe don't do that. But well, I'm, I'm more mean, yeah, like that. But when you have, if we're bringing back John Cena, presuming Edge comes back, you to me, I want this to really mean something for the people that are there every day, right? You know, Edge, part time guy at this point, John Cena especially. You know, this this feels like a very temporary thing uh, where you might be here for the summer maybe a little beyond that who knows but uh to me it really would benefit let's say roman beat cena and then yeah, that's a huge notch in his belt uh for edge 
I mean, I, I see the Seth Rollins matchup is pretty likely at this point. And while he doesn't necessarily need it, I mean, that's definitely if he beats Edge, that's a huge win for him. Or even just be, you know, being in a program with him, that's great. And if Edge wins, and you know, that's not necessarily hurting Rollins so much. But I think however they use these part-time guys, it needs to be in a way that helps the the the, the future, right? And that that is kind of the 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 balance here where it's like it's great to bring John Cena back it's great to bring Edge whoever else part-time guys back or the stars from the past back but that is the thing right that you know you don't want the whole focus or or the you know the whole point to be putting I don't say I would say putting those guys over but you know if because because then what because then you know six months from now they're probably not going to be here or at least you know as as active weekly parts of the show so so that is something where you know i it's the bittersweet side of this where it's so great to see presumably seeing it coming back it's going to be great to see edge coming back but there is that natural kind of you know side you know consequence or or concern i should say so uh i think i mean for me edge and scene will be great right two guys from from you know my peak fandom years to the very like top stars there and i feel like that that'd be great but at the same time it's like you know edge is probably what almost 50 cena early 40s so they you know, can go they can go i'm not, I'm not saying that i'm more they can mean. go i'm just saying at this point i am of that age I, I get it like look i get it like i just said there's a whole roster of people but if you can do it in cena i'd like to see it one more time doesn't mean they have to do it but i'd like to see it I agree. I, I, I think there'd be a lot of fun, a lot of nostalgia there. And Nesha Chris agreeing she loved the Cena and Edge storyline. And also agreeing that if Cena doesn't come back full-time, don't give him the belt. You know, the part-timers don't really need the belts at this point. Uh, and that's always been true for Brock Lesnar. Now it's true for, it would be true I, for I disagree. I think uh, give Cena the belt because the belt, television, WWE right now needs John Cena. Agreed. And I, I think if they have any chance in hell to get him for SummerSlam through WrestleMania, take him. Take him because you need John Cena. John Cena comes out and he's very humble. He does these interviews where he's like, I was wrong. And WWE has a multitude of stars. They have Sasha Banks and Drew Mc No. No. WWE needs John Cena to anchor these other people and make television worth watching. Yeah. That's my opinion, at least. And it's to me, it's just funny. I think John and I are talking about on the Raw post show. Let's say John Cena comes back to SmackDown. Raw is still going to be shit, dog shit. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like Raw doesn't benefit from that, or at least in in, a, in the literal sense of the. They need brand. to merge the brands, but I beat that drum every week, and I'm not going to do it again. But that being said, shout out to John Clark, who is the most loyal WWE fan I've ever seen in my life. God bless that man. He's, he's very passionate about the product. Sounds great. And I, 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 he's, yeah, like he posted the list the other day of all shows he go, he's, he's, he has been to that he will be going to. So a loyal WWE fan at heart, and we appreciate him. So, but yeah, we, we were talking about that where it's like, Cena comes back. Uh, what's that doing for all? And there's like, because the, then there are reports that, you know, I don't necessarily see anybody over on Raw, like, of coming to Raw of, of anywhere near that John Cena level, like some reports suggesting that Brock Lesnar not a lock for SummerSlam, and that had been something that had been floated for a while. So, if not him, 
like then what then then what because like then to me if like this the the scale is going to tip big time if cena comes back for on smackdown to face roman and raw gets nothing right yep so that's a concern that i have although we're here doing a smackdown show so if cena comes back on smackdown i'll be over the moon you know i think that'll be a lot of fun obviously for a match of roman uh but we'll have to wait and see what happens with that in the meantime still here for this 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 friday night's episode of smackdown i guess the only one oh two big other things we have the battle for battle of the crown shinsuke nakamura taking the crown from king corbin i think this was at least like the fifth time we've seen these guys in recent weeks something like that over and over again thankfully i think this is the end nakamura takes the crown i think we're done with this do you think all right i guess i have two questions one do you think nakamura is going to keep the crown and two we saw on the bump this week king corbin was saying oh guy, guys should fight for the crown adam pierce very vaguely teased you know they have that he's been talking about that very idea with corbin seemingly planting the seeds for king of the ring do you think that might be in the cards for this year or you, what, yes. do, what do you think about that first of all yes i do think it's in the cards for this year because we've seen reports from Andrew Zarian of Matman podcast and Russell votes say that there'd be imagine this logic, Colin. Huh? We need to fill arenas and have good television shows. Let's run some of these themed shows. Let's run King of the Ring. Let's run Cyber Sunday. Let's run uh what's the other one? The Raw Roulette. Which by the way, if there is a Raw in Vegas. Gotta do it. It should absolutely be Raw Roulette. I think there there is a possibility. A King of the Ring is one themed pay-per-view that I can get down with. So I think it should be a King of the Ring pay-per-view. But either way, uh, Xavier Woods should win it, or at least be the runner-up. Because the man is passionate about King of the Ring. And I like Shinsuke winning here. I like that somebody has won the crown in a match. Uh, Sean Ross Sapp noted this is the first time since 1989, so 32 years, when Macho King Randy Savage defeated Jim Duggan for the crown. It's the first time. So that's cool. Corbin being able to be Corbin again and be a badass. No constable, no king. Looking forward to that very much. This should be good. Good things all around here. I agree. Uh, I think this is really good for Nakamura. We've talked about him for months now, a guy that's kind of just been uh, floating around, you know, aimlessly, I guess. But here he's got the suit of Corbin. Granted, it's been a little repetitive. Now he's got the crown. I assume he's going to keep it. Francisco Nando saying Nakamura looks better with the crown. I would agree. He is the king of strong style. Now he's got the crown to, to back that up. So. At least in the meantime, until if the day does come that we do get the, an actual King of the Ring tournament, I would expect to see Nak- King Nakamura going around there on SmackDown. I like that. I'm hopeful that this will be kind of a, a reset of sorts for King Corbin, because, uh, yes, the, the King Corbin gimmick character, whatever you want to say, had definitely run its course a while ago. Um, I think this was very good all around. I would hope that this will mean we're getting, we're getting King of the Ring some point soon, maybe the fall. Maybe uh, I do. And just backtrack some comments uh, agreeing or sharing excitement about the idea for those live shows. And that's Chris saying she loves uh, Cyber Sunday. Love, I love that show back in the day. Sean Smith will spin the wheel. Yes, that'd be essentially Rob Roulette uh, to me. Just going to say, you know, why didn't we get this during the pandemic era? Like, yeah, you want to sell the arenas, but 
don't they sell those shows those tickets ahead of time and then they usually like just you know brand the show if, if it's a uh, whatever raw roulette like pretty closer to that date like to me shouldn't they have tried granted we can sit here and money saturday morning quarterback all we want but like if they've been so concerned about tv ratings why not do more themed episodes raw and again I don't want to sound like I'm, you know, beating that UW drum, but one thing they do so well is they do these themed of the dynamite. They do the like special dynamite shows. They, they got they got Road Rager next month. They got um, Fighter Fest. That's all these a bad name. It's Road a horrible Rager. name. But the but the idea is still <laughs> the idea is still there, right? It's they're making that is. they're making the weekly show feel special, even and they, they if it's a an, a slightly more special card or if it's a stipulation kind of thing like the Raw Roulette. To me, that is definitely one big missed opportunity of the pandemic era. It's like, you know, you're not going to be selling out arenas and that's that sucks for the business. I'm sorry. But if you're so worried about ratings, do more to like really shake it up and draw people to the show every week. Because you, you, we, you, we said earlier in the show, television is more important now in some ways. When, the, when you've got Peacock and that stuff and you've got pay-per-views every, every month and then when you've got these massive broadcasting deals, there is definitely, to me, an argu argument to me be made for more special weekly shows like that. So if that, and I will say, I, I can sit here and complain that we haven't gotten them. If they're coming back, well, now the fans are coming back, I'll be very excited. Because then we'll be sitting here every week saying, oh, you know, th this week we got, I don't know, Raw Roulette or Spin the Wheel or so, Cyber Sunday. I don't know. My thing is, and I'm probably the only person who cares this much about this kind of thing. All I want is new logos and new stage sets, and new everything for the shows. Because to me, that signifies new era. All right, fresh start, fresh coat of paint, fresh everything, you know. Like, let's let's try again here. Yeah. Let's be real. The pandemic era happened. It sucked. It sucks for a lot of wrestlers because Drew McIntyre, people are over him. Nobody really wants to see Drew McIntyre beat Bobby Lashley on Sunday because they're over him. Fortunately for Drew, he had a run during the pandemic. Bailey was the top superstar during the pandemic. And I don't think she'll see that as a negative, but it kind of is because during the one show with fans that we've had all year, she wasn't on it. You know, it's, it's a shame in some ways. I've been talking a lot about the things that nobody has seen, like Keith Lee as NXT champion, NXT North American champion on Raw. Nobody has seen any of that from Keith Lee, which is a shame. Balor's NXT run, nobody saw it. It's a shame. Yeah. You know, and, you know, like you just said, hopefully now we're kind of, you know, restarting or resetting i guess with fancy coming back less than a month now so that is something to look forward to i would be remiss if i didn't mention two other big things from smackdown we saw the in-ring debut of commander aziz now i don't know if i was just way off about this i didn't know what to expect from commander aziz i was pleasantly surprised he was it's not like you know it wasn't a, a five-star match or anything but i thought he i'm pretty comfortable to almost wouldn't you say yeah, yeah. I, I i wasn't wasn't a fan. I think almost is more entertaining, but I think it's because of the gimmick. Like Commander Aziz has such a shelf life <laughs> that I can't get on board. Like he's a he's only good for this as long as Apollo's good for this. And yeah. how long are they gonna run this gimmick? I definitely 
I don't know how I don't know. I would say if we're still here, I'll like maybe this is too generous, like January. I'd be I'd be pretty surprised if we're still doing the exact same thing with Apollo because that would be uh, just uh, just under a year. I mean, I feel like we see all the time these characters change or or they tweak or or whatever. I'd be pretty surprised if we were just doing the same stuff with uh, Cruz because that's another six months of this. And yeah, I that's I, if we're st- if, if 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 that's the case, I don't see it going very well. Like I think at that point it would it would be pretty stale if not if 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 it isn't already. And I don't think it is, but I think you there's a risk there because there's not much i can see them doing to really because roman reigns they do stuff like pretty much every week it keeps it fresh keeps it uh dynamic keeps keeps progressing and changing and yeah apollo cruz they brought in commander aziz are doing these things and they're changing a little bit but i don't know if i see that necessarily working for that long but someone else who was going through going through some changes i've said it before the match last night otis was in a match with angelo dawkins and we've seen this feud with the street profits and american alpha and I saw they announced that match, and I thought to myself, "All right, if Otis wins this match, or I, mean, I guess I, I thought if he won it, but uh, in, in hindsight, the fact that he came out of it looking dominant anyway, I think we are kind of getting this, maybe not monster heel push for Otis, but they very clearly, you know, setting him up to be, or at least I should say, American Alpha to be a, a pretty, you know, legitimate team." On SmackDown, and granted, you have three teams. You kind of have to do that. Yeah, but for go. a guy that's gotten the short end of the stick in Otis, this is a chance to have him be more be prominent. And I and I I I'm, I'm, I'm happy about that because I I we've talked about before. I don't think he got the a fair shake with the, the his run as a face with Money in the Bank. This is, I guess, a consolation prize. So now he's a heel, and they're still booking him to be. You know, a, a, a legitimate contender, especially now it seems like with Chad Gable for the tag titles, they, they beat down Angelo Dawkins, I should say. And uh, last week we saw that we saw Otis attack Montez Ford. They kind of you know rode him off at least temporarily. Now they beat down Angelo Dawkins, so now they are very clearly this dominant unit. And I feel like if, if the Mysterios keep the titles, this obviously seems like the their next title feud. I would say. Well, I think the belt should just go to the Usos, but I will say. The discus lariat into the German was so badass. It's like little things, Colin, little things that make me pop. And I thought that was great. I think they could be a great team if given an actual chance. I wish they would be. I wish so too. And I guess maybe maybe I'm naive, but I'm hopeful. You know, this was another week here. I think this was two, at least, or maybe even three weeks in a row where Otis looking pretty good, looking dominant. Uh, now he's he's left the street profits lying, so I feel like that's kind of where we're heading. But at the same time, I definitely think the Usos will have those tag titles sooner or later. As Nesker is saying, the bloodline, the tribe, will probably have all the titles uh, in no time. I think that is definitely where SmackDown is going, and then it'll be the story of who can possibly stop the the tribe from running SmackDown, and that's in a very natural, you know, natural progression to take. So I think that's. Probably we're going, I would say, no later than SummerSlam. You know, the Usos will probably have those tag titles in no time. So, all together here, I think this episode of SmackDown was very strong, where I maybe even more, just more than usual, it felt very purposeful. It's like it's, you started with Ray and Roman, you ended with Ray and Roman, and you had, you know, some the, the Roman segments, kind of, I think two were sprinkled throughout the night there, uh, where 
you know, it was just very, uh, and we said, I noted that before, this kind of like this through line for the show that kind of weaves all together. But even beyond that, it's it's a uh, these moving parts and they're it all it's very cohesive i think that's that's it's just cohesive it's well put together not, not trying to bury raw but sometimes you're sitting there for three hours and just, it just matches happen segments happen and you're sitting there like what are we doing like <laughs> i'll give raw this drop an extra hour preferably from 10 to 11 and just keep it 8 to 10. yeah raw feels like a much better show because it's going to feel lighter. It's going to feel quicker. And I'll say that. I think that third hour works against it. By oh, the way, can. Colin, this is the 10th year of that. That's of crazy. The, that is crazy uh, to me. How like, crazy is that? Because the pro- like people have been saying all of this for years now. And I understand they're locked into broadcasting contracts. I understand that. All right. But... The, the three hour thing very clearly did not work, and that was pretty evident like soon after they started. And that was 10 years ago, I remember that. And like, I say it to John Clark every single week on the NXT show, I'm sitting there on Monday or sitting through a three hour show, or more often than not, it's not a very fun time. Go watch NXT, much lighter, much more. And you know, I just it's more fun show. Then we're here on Fridays for SmackDown, two hour show, it flows better. And like I, I look at the clock, most of the time it's it's just so funny. I've, those two shows, nine o'clock rolls around for me Eastern time. I'm like, oh, I'm halfway done for Raw. Nine o'clock rolls around. I'm like, you're like it's only nine o'clock. <laughs> I right? I have had that experience. That one, and then you hit ten, and you're like, there is still an hour of this. It's, it's rough, wild because they don't they don't use it. To get more people on the show. No. They use it to have longer matches, which in some cases is great because like RK Bro and New, New Day, Day had yeah. a banger on Monday. But you know, sometimes you just want a quicker show. It's bad. It's real bad. And you know, there were time there have been times in the pandemic era where they've had like some guys compete in three matches, which through no all their own sometimes if it's if they are you know COVID concerns or whatever if they're shorthanded that's not their fault but it definitely contributes to the fact that wow this show can be hard to get through but we're here on smackdown two hours well it's easier just to fill that up and to make it more meaningful like we saw last night book ended by reagan roman you fill it with we saw commander aziz and we saw the uh cesaro and seth everything it just had purpose for and building up to hell in a cell and not say the raw doesn't do that it's just it's so much more you know uh streamlined i guess on, on smackdown you don't have to like it's not so drawn out because they don't have to fill that third hour because they that, more, more often than not i feel like it just comes down to like they they, they stretch the, the all of it they have to like they've stretched it to fill that third hour but smackdown much smoother and that's why for me last night's episode was very good i enjoyed it a lot i would hmm. Eight's probably too high because the Robert. I've been saying this. I I like the show. We're still here every single week, and I'm practically begging for these feuds to end. Like I've had enough of Cesaro and Rollins. I've had enough of Bianca and Bailey. I've had enough. As good as they are, as good as all of them are, all those talented people are. I've had enough of Zayn and Owens. It's time to move on. I'm so hopeful. Maybe after Hanasel, at the very least, Money in the Bank will hopefully be. The final, like, no, well, that'll be the first old fans, uh, the first pay per view fans back. But 
Man, it's been that's uh, that, on the road to money in the bank. I think we'll move on from some of these things. I really hope so. So for me, as good as it was, my I'll give it a seven point six, and a lot of that's Roman and Ray, and there there's a lot of good other stuff too. But the fact that we're just still stuck in this sameness, it does drag it down for me. That's what I'll I'm give doing. it an eight because Roman and Ray were were fantastic, and at it, the end of the day, that's that's the meat of this show. And it delivered, so I'll give it an eight. And I will say, I really did like the we got the great main event and that post match angle with J- uh, Jimmy Uso. So then you're, you know, it leaves you wanting more. It leaves you like waiting for next week. Not quite necessarily a cliffhanger, but definitely a strong closing note like that. Next course with a seven. James's uh, friend is Ronaldo with seven point nine. So not a bad, not a bad show landing. I'm just saying, you know, I'm very, very hopeful. After Sunday, we'll be launching off into a. A new, well, not quite a new era. I think when fans come back, that'll be the new era. But then we'll have money in the bank. I'm very much looking forward to that. Whoever wins, if it, I mean, Edge, I feel like that might be a, you know, maybe a, so that's uh, a stretch. I'll say that. Yeah, that might be a stretch. But that's I think my, I'm, I that's my dream bank. scenario. And it'll be fun. I always, I always love money in the bank. I think I'll be a very fun road to that show. And then in no time, we're going to have fans back and be on that SummerSlam. Like the, 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 the end of the tunnel is almost here. And we're here uh again we're almost through june so just got to get through a little more and then we will hopefully be at that other side and hopefully the grass will be greener and uh, in the meantime we'll be here every week robert and i are here we're still we're on we're on saturdays for now we'll probably be on saturdays once aw rampage starts in august we're a little flexible like that for now but uh we're here to cover smackdown friday and or, or saturday but uh, we might friday, be so. well we'll figure it out but we might be on friday next we week we shall see we shall see. Uh, we'll have to figure all that stuff out. But in the meantime, we'll be here. And we'll, uh, we'll just stay tuned to us own socials for anything just like that. John Clark and I will be here tomorrow night uh, so on Sunday night talking about Hell on a Cell. We're also here on Monday nights and Tuesday nights talking about Raw and NXT. The Dynamite Dudes of Attitude are talking all things AEW. And they do WCW written for fun, fun fantasy booking stuff. And we also have a great stream of interviews constantly coming out, guys. Uh, whether it's Bill Pritchard and interviewing Sean Spears, Fred Rouser, Eric Rowan. Uh, uh, Alexander no. Wolf. Alexander Wolf, big one there. Definitely talking about his uh, his WWE exit and his future. A great interview with there. And I I, I interviewed uh, Ring of Honor star Bateman uh, the uh, just yesterday. That'll be coming out soon. So keep Ring of Honor star one. and recent uh, competitor on New Japan Strong. Indeed. Bateman, great so, great competitor. I'm sure it's a fantastic stuff. interview. Uh, uh, also, Dominic D'Angelo getting the exclusive first comments from WWE Hall of Famer Sonny who was recently released from prison. She's looking forward to her future. And we have those comments up on WrestleZone.com right now. So just stay tuned. And we've got great content regularly pumping out for all you great people. That, that we do. So make sure to leave like and subscribe, wherever it may be. It's not called Spotify, YouTube, our podcast, any platform of your choice. Chancellor, we've got you covered. So leave like and subscribe. And uh, as Nesker's saying, I'm always here trying to help help you guys do one thing. Do the one thing we do above all else here at WrestleZone. And can you tell me what it is, Robert? Yeah, it's just one thing, Colin. Just close your eyes, sit down, and enjoy wrestling. Indeed. Thanks for listening, everybody.